Welcome, welcome, welcome to Real Job Talk, the podcast with practical advice for mid-career professionals. Hi, Liz. Hey, Kat. Hey. 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 So today we're going to chat about divisiveness at work. Mm-hmm. But before we go there, the divisiveness at work is a micro of the macro of divisiveness <laughs> in general in the world. Like, Absolutely. The world just seems so divisive these days. Like there seems to be more disagreements around political issues, around even the pandemic mm-hmm. and topics like climate change mm-hmm. are, are topics that people have all sorts of opinions, strong opinions about, and God yeah. forbid people disagree. Mm-hmm. So people seem to be on one side or the other. And one look at Twitter just shows you how angry people are at the folks who don't think the same way that they think, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't have the same view, you're out. Right. So it feels more stressful and more personal than any time I remember in the past, Liz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that agree to disagree is gone. It yeah. feels like it's polarized. I do think that saying let's agree to disagree can be effective. I, I actually, I, do too. I had the opportunity to say that yesterday. Oh, yeah. To one of my oldest friends, what a childhood friend. We, we were having mm-hmm. a catch up conversation. It had been a couple months mm-hmm. and the topic of the California fires came up. We're both uh, Bay Area residents and mm-hmm. uh, it's been smoky here. Yeah. And I mentioned climate change and she immediately told me that she didn't believe in climate change and that she thought it was a hoax. And the fires were absolutely a result of mismanagement of our forests. So what do you do with that? Right. I mean, I it, it, it quickly became clear to me that we're not on the same page and I quickly assessed, Hey, okay, well, why don't we just agree to disagree on this one? And yes. thank, thankfully, thankfully it got diffused because mm-hmm. bottom line is she's one of my oldest friends mm-hmm. and I care about her. And as time progresses, we seem to be really on different sides. But if I can't keep a cohesive relationship with someone I've known for many, many years, mm-hmm. how do we navigate with people we barely know at work? Yeah, right. Totally. So I just wanted to kind of bring up this topic today and encourage us all to kind of to try to be a little bit more kind and compassionate mm-hmm. and, and tolerant of our differences, because instead of focusing on our differences, we could focus on where we're alike. And yes. We're humans. We have a lot in common as humans. Right. I think of David Camps and how yes. he talked about it. He was so eloquent in how he spoke about this topic, because you'd think something like the fires wouldn't be divisive. And yet, in there today's it day, it is. And so we have to use our skills even more to find that alignment and common ground to hopefully come back together. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Mm-hmm. So, so today we're chatting about divisiveness at work. Yes. And, and in this context, we're talking about navigating our differences at work mm-hmm. when we're not aligned or when we're dealing with someone who is a divider on our team. Mm-hmm. And this isn't necessarily like that negative Nelly or the person who's always playing devil's advocate and always mm-hmm. <laughs> bringing rain to the parade. <laughs> this is the person who either is making work political by forming groups and forming alliances and building walls. It, it honestly, it, it's, it's like, that person you don't trust. It's like but survivor it's all, at work. It's survivor <laughs> at work for sure. Or, uh, Hunger Games at work. <laughs> But it's also but it's also kind of the groupings, right? Because we can have the group of 
people who are advocates for one thing or another or the bros or the ladies or you know, the LBGTQ community and everyone's pointing out how each other is wrong or something like that. And that's just as divisive. Mm-hmm. And again, what do all these groups have in common and how can we maybe get alignment versus divisiveness? Because the more divisiveness there is, the more people are going to group up and find a place that they can be safe, which isn't great for a cohesive workplace. So I think, you know, this is where good leadership steps in, right? Uh Good, Good leadership is clear about the mission and the goals and the values of the firm and gets people excited about that and on the same page. Yeah. And when you've got good leaders who are doing that kind of work, gosh, working for a good culture, we've both worked for really good cultures in the past and and it's lovely. Right. And when you, when you're aligned with all the good stuff, it's so much easier to kind of set the differences aside because, because the leaders have done the work to make sure that you are aligned. Right. And that good leader is going to call out the divisiveness and call out the groupings or the separations, big, whoa, we are all here for this mission of this company. And we all have something to add to that. And we've got to come together under the umbrella of that mission and respect each other and each other's contribution to the mission. So without leadership that doesn't allow for divisiveness at work, we're going to probably end up with some kind of toxicity in the culture. Right. And, and no matter what your role is in the firm, mm-hmm. you can be on the side of kindness, compassion, and yep. And encouraging peace, mm-hmm. or you can be a divider. Your choice. So let's tell them, you know, let, let's talk about kind of the, some of the roles that dividers mm-hmm. uh, have. Liz. Yeah. Yeah. So, so something like you can see in a divider and this is more when you're in person than remote, but like, you know, that person that goes up to everyone's cube and is whispering or goes up to only certain people's cube and is whispering, but never goes up to other people's cubes that are listening. Divider number one, we should get them a t-shirt. Yeah. Not very inclusive, right? Mm -mm. Or even in a remote environment, the person that is constantly calling only two of the three people on the team or something like that, or say, let's just work on this without bringing the fourth person in. Like that person that is promoting exclusivity in some way, shape or form, that is a divider. Yes. It's someone who recommends you say something in a meeting and, you know, Kat, Kat, I think you should talk about this. I know it's, it's uncomfortable, but talk about it. And that, and then you, you stick your neck out in the meeting and that person, nothing crickets, right? Does not back you up. Right. Or they're like, Oh, Kat, yeah, you're talking equally about something. You should bring that up in the next meeting. I've got you. And yet they they don't gotcha. And then they should bring it up. Right. That's yes. a saboteur. Someone who yes. says that, that's, that's someone who you want to be careful with how you navigate that kind of person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That person might have an agenda that you're they not might. aware of. Mm-hmm. They clearly aren't willing to take personal risks Yeah, and maybe trying to manipulate you and the team to further their agenda that you may not even be aware of. Right. And, and they'll put you up to, you bring it up and they sit back and watch mm-hmm. whether it's for their own amusement or for their own personal gain, but you're the one who's taking the hit Mm-hmm. And they're still getting their agenda put forward. Yep. And they may thrive on drama. They might. They may not have your best interest at heart. Probably don't. They may be too afraid to speak for themselves. They may mm-hmm. be overstressed. 
from 18 plus months navigating this global pandemic? I mean, there's a number of reasons why people may be divisive. Kat, you bring up such a good point there because this last 18 months for a lot of people, most people, all people has been super, super stressful. And what we see are people behaving in ways that we wouldn't expect to see from them. Yes. And that could be under the giant category of fatigue. Mm-hmm. It's just like when we're afraid, we're not. Look, if I'm exhausted and stressed out, I yell at my kids, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I'm much less patient with my kids. That is fact. I don't love it. I try my best, mm-hmm. but less fried, less mm-hmm. tired Liz does not yell yeah. at the well, kids. It's a little more resilient, right? When Very it comes much to those. So. Yeah. So, so we don't know. We don't know what's motivating these people, right? Mm-hmm. They, they could be kind of, you know, they could just be, you know, having their own agenda or they could yeah. just be so stressed out and, and lacking the resiliency and right. who knows what they've been navigating in the pandemic if they haven't yeah. shared it, right. They might right. be someone with several kids at home. And we've talked about this in the past, like just yes. how, how many balls in the air they're juggling just to get through the day. And it's, it, you know, my heart goes out to them. Yes. And it constant changes, constant changes. And just, you know, the political climate, right? Yes. I mean, last, last week, there was big news in your state of Texas and Ugh. people felt really strongly on both sides about it. And like, you know, people are just more prickly and the stresses are there and the resiliency isn't what it once was. So I think that just mm-hmm. even knowing that, like breathe into that and, yes. and, and pause before you respond. Right. And and like back to the point of people aren't behaving normally they're, because they're afraid. And yeah. so they're not. I mean, you brought up Texas. So got, like there was a parent that went up to a teacher and pulled their mask off. Like, think wow. about wow. like at like back to school or whatever. Such an invasion of someone's personal space. Yeah, it's terrible. But think about like in the pre times mm-hmm. when a parent ever pull off teacher's clothes? Be like, mm-hmm. that belt's got to go. Like, think of that. Mm-hmm. Like, think of where that person is mentally, emotionally, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. of it. To That they thought it was okay to go up to another person and pull an article of clothing off in a f- elementary school. I can't even imagine being that teacher, right? How do you respond oh my God. to that? I, I don't know. I've been an elementary school teacher. I think shock would be the only reaction. And so people are behaving, quote unquote, badly because they're at the end of their ropes. They're frustrated. They're tired. The news is exhausting. Mm -hmm. All these different things that are happening. All all the different sides and all the different sides and which side are you on? And and yes, what is your stance? And like, oh, it's exhausting. And changing schedules for everybody or what's my workplace going to do? Are we going back? Are we this? Are we that? How does each of these different scenarios affect me and how I'm holding together my world? Mm -hmm. Are we going to have school or is my kid going to be quarantined for two weeks i mean is my grandmother okay in the nursing home like it's a lot oh my friend's mom broke her elbow didn't couldn't find a hospital bed Uh, that is stressful beyond stressful and yeah so scary and so sad that 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 hospitals don't have capacity for normal medical things i i saw in the news that someone had a heart attack after trying to go to died of heart attack after 20 hospitals weren't available yeah 
this crap is stressful. So yeah. now we're all living in this world yeah. where if we get in a car crash, no one can help us. Like Ugh. that is an amount of stress that we're all carrying. Yep. And so a lot of us are not at our best. Yep. And I think that's just so important to call out. Mm-hmm. So strong leaders are going to acknowledge this. I think about Sarah Noel Wilson, who we had on season one. I, well, I just admire her so much. I, oh, I, love, I love reading her weekly newsletter. And yes. he talks about this all the time and is encouraging leaders to go deeper. Yes. And, and to acknowledge the humanity in this whole thing. And I just yep. wish that there are more leaders like Sarah. And I'm really grateful for her contribution to the world. Me too. But like good leaders are going to have dialogue with their people. Like if someone yes. is looking stressed, ask them. They're going to ask them, how are you? Yeah. How, you know, how's your work going? What can I do to help? Mm-hmm. What can I do to support you? Right. Yes. That's, that's if we're lucky working with good leaders. What do people on teams that may not have a strong leader? How do you navigate when you see someone on your team who may normally not be difficult to work with, but is being yeah. just one hell of a divisive kind of person? Well, if the leadership isn't doing their job, you mm-hmm. can ask them. Yeah. Hey, how are you doing? You seem a little not like yourself right now. Is there anything right. I can do to help? Yes. And I think you can step in as a peer. Yes. I really think you can step in as a caring peer, not to say like you are full of crap. No, you say, Hey, you're not you. Yeah. Are you okay? This is a time for empathy and compassion. Like, and you know what? You can even say something like, when's the last time you took a vacation? Mm -hmm. When's the last time you took a minute? Mm -hmm. What's the last thing you did for yourself? Yeah. You need a minute. Yeah. Like, If you say kindly to someone, you need a minute. Mm -hmm. You're not being you. That's caring. Yeah. And that's a gift, right? As opposed to just kind of of stepping back away and letting them kind of flail. (laughs) You don't have to wait for the the leader to do it. You can be a kind, cohesive part of your team, right? You can help to keep the glue together when when things seem to be unraveling the way that it feels like it has been for a while, right? (laughs) And you know what else you can do? You can be vulnerable. So if I said to you, Kat, you seem like you need a minute. How about I cover for you? I need a minute too. So then when you come back, can you cover for me so Mm -hmm. I can take a minute? Yeah. That way I'm sharing and not making you feel like, well, you obviously have problems. So you need a minute, but I'm fine and can handle both of our work. Yeah. Then I'm an asshole. But If I'm like, you know what? I haven't taken a break in four months. How about I cover for you? You cover for me and we both take a minute. Yep. That's bringing the humanity back. And yep, I think we need to do that for each other. So when people are anxious, communication may be harder for them. When people are Mm -hmm. in fear, right? And you've got this, we've talked about this in the past too, the fight, flight and freeze response. And Mm -hmm. just going back to when you see someone that way, just just ask them how they are. What can you do to help, right? Yeah. You got a choice. Like when, when someone is in that fight mode, yeah. right. You get a choice. You can push back and escalate and be just as oppositional with them. Or you can choose to have a more, you know, a more, you can choose to diffuse the situation and be more peaceful. Mm-hmm. And I would recommend that approach with anyone, unless they're a bully. Yes. Right. The, the mm-hmm. thing with bullies is if, if a boundary is not pushed back on them, they will just run right? Mm -hmm. And just, and just kind of run over. So I would say go for diffusing a situation whenever you can, Mm -hmm. unless you're with a serial bully and then you just got to push back or they're going to get out of control. 
Mm -hmm. And I would say if you find that your workplace is becoming like different camps and they're all fighting each other and nobody can get a word in and nobody is able to like nobody's accepting any ideas from the other groups, it's time for a reset. Mm-hmm. And I think it's time to call it out to leadership, mm-hmm. say privately, yes, key privately key, key, key. to your leader. Like we're not productive right now because we're all so divided. We need to like be shuffled or we need something to bring us together because these people aren't listening to these people aren't listening to these people. And we're all, you know, everything, anyone's. Yes. And sometimes it's like everything everybody someone says from this group is offensive to this group or this group. Like we're all looking for reasons to be wronged by each other instead of looking for reasons to agree. And so we all need to go into timeout and come back maybe with, you know, I think about like kindergarten, you need to go into timeout and come back with your desk rearranged. Yeah. And that book, everything I knew need to know I learned (laughs) in kindergarten. Good book. It applies when your group becomes really divided. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It just does. Yep. Yep. So bringing it, bringing, bringing back some practical kind of guidance on, on this type of thing, Mm -hmm. how do we work with a divisive person? How do you, how do you CYA with a divisive person? Yeah. Uh, Well, With that person who like we gave the image of the whispering and the cubicles and all that stuff with that person, I think we can try to talk with them Mm one-on-one. I think we do a lot of documentation so that we have evidence to support divisiveness. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we try to align ourselves with everybody in the group. So if I see that this divisive person is only talking to two other people in the group and not me, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that my relationship with those two is strong mm-hmm. so that hopefully they include me in and don't let me be excluded. Mm-hmm. But I would call things out or mm-hmm. I would also raise my hand, be like, if they're like, well, I'm working on this. Oh, I'd love to work with you on that. And like mm-hmm. show that I'm capable Mm-hmm. Um, and interested and that you want to, that you want to work with them. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and also don't be afraid to use humor, right. In a situation yes. like that, you know, it, it needs to be done well, but you can diffuse so much with a little bit of levity, mm-hmm. right. Yes. You could joke with the person and say, well, what am I chopped liver? Right. You can, right. You, you can make a joke and, and, and lighten the situation up. <laughs> and, you know. I know you mentioned invite me to that meeting of our group before that you invited the other two. You must have forgotten me. There's so many of us. Mm-hmm. Right. You can do that. And some people will kind of realize what's going on and some people will double down. Right. And the double downers that they're, they're, they're just toxic Mm -hmm. and, and you have to kind of stay transparent and be yourself, but try to navigate away from that person yeah, as much choose, as possible. Yeah. Choose not to kind of propel that toxicity and take it to the next yeah. level. Right. Mm-hmm. If it's, if it's getting that toxic, that that's the time where you step back and go, okay, I tried X, Y, and Z. Yeah. I'm going to document it all. And I'm going to, I'm going to bring it up and go ask my boss to help me out with this. Yep. Hey boss, what do I do here? Cause mm-hmm. I've been, I've tried to work with mm-hmm. this person six ways from Sunday and they are, I do not think they're in the Liz fan club. What do I do? What do you su- what do you suggest I do? How do you suggest I work with them? You you manage all of us. What's your mm-hmm. suggestion for me? 
mm-hmm. because a boss is supposed to be an impartial leader of all quote unquote four of you. So hopefully they would have some suggestions or show what they've observed or maybe give you some honest feedback that of a reason why someone might not work with you. Mm-hmm. It's possible, mm-hmm. but you want to move past it. And the goal is to move past it. Yep. So if you do ask your boss for advice or feedback, mm-hmm. they give you feedback that you don't want to hear, mm-hmm. take it in because you asked for it. Yep. Sit with it. Do not fight it. Do not, Mm-mm. do not disagree, at least initially, accept the feedback and then go step away. And if you want to discuss it, you can discuss it. We can, we can do an episode on feedback, but the best thing with feedback is to just take it in, take it in yes. and say, thank you. Mm-hmm. As hard and as that might be, it's going to make, it's gonna, just going to make your career so much easier. And if you disagree with it, you can set up a time when yes. you're not emotional, emotional from it, the shock right? of it to talk about it. You can also write a well-crafted and not emotional email saying, I hear that you said this, here's Mm -hmm. my viewpoint on it. Mm -hmm. I'd love to talk it through. So Mm -hmm. you're putting in writing your Mm -hmm. side of the story so that now you both have both sides of the story and now can come together to discuss. Yes. And maybe, maybe agree, maybe come to terms, maybe agree to disagree. Right. I, I do think that there is, you know, it, if you're in a situation that you can, that you just can tell is going to escalate to hell, Mm-mm. just, just stop it and say, you know what? I care about you. Let's just, let's just agree to disagree on this one. And, let, and let's focus on all of the things, you know, let's focus on this great project that we're going to rock. Yeah. But I do think you're right. When things are getting out of control, it is okay to say, you know what? I don't see us getting anywhere on this today. Mm-hmm. Let's regroup and maybe come back to it tomorrow. That alone can save a career, right? That, yes. can, save, that can save a work relationship. If you're, if you're feeling yourself getting heated and emotional, remove yourself. Yes. Until you can come more, more level-headed and be able to have a conversation without getting yes. so emotional. Yes. And by the way, you may write an emotional email after you don't send that. Yes. That's a journal entry, mm-hmm. not something for publication. And this is where like the, the email that you think you're going to send, this is where you get your board of advisors involved yes. and, and explain the situation and say, Hey, I need you to review this email for me. And I, you know, I, I, I am seeking your feedback. Yeah. And again, they give you feedback. You thank them. Oh right? yeah. Mm-hmm. But so that said, there's the journal entry email that you write that mm-hmm. you show a board of advisors mm-hmm. and they laugh at you and everybody mm-hmm. deletes it. And, and you, goes all, you all go, yeah, that, that, that person sure is a jerk, right? Yes. But there may be a follow-up in writing mm-hmm. kind of to the last point that is calm That's- and factual and, and reasonable. reasonable so that you have this as a talking point so that there's a talking point with the goal of coming together Together. because ultimately you have things you need to get done to get your job done and you need to do it on the same team. Mm -hmm. So the goal Mm -hmm. is to do the, do what you need to get done. Yeah. The goal at work is be aligned when you can be aligned. And and as a team member, it's important to remember that you just don't know what's happening in other people's lives. And you can choose to be a catalyst for peace and understanding and, or you can add to the division Yep. and and choosing kind, compassion and helpfulness will Mm -hmm. make a huge difference on the team and your career. So a hundred percent. 
And you don't have to be everyone's best friend. No. You have to work together. Mm-hmm. There's a huge difference between being friends and working together. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to work together. You don't have to be besties. Mm-hmm. Amen to that. Yeah. So kind, compassion, and helpful is good for working relationships. So if you want help with a specific issue around a divisive person or a situation at work, send us your question. You may hear it on a future episode or reach out to us for a coaching session. We are here to support you as you navigate the funky world of career. Until next time. This is Real Job Talk, the podcast with practical advice for mid-career professionals. Our website with all Real Job Talk related information is realjobtalk.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please send us your questions, topics you'd like to talk about, and Real Job Talk stories. And you may find them featured on a future episode. Use the website or email us at realjobtalk at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Real Job Talk. And on Facebook and Instagram at Real Job Talk Show. My name is Kathleen Nelson Troyer. You can find me on Twitter at Daily Cat. And on LinkedIn, I'm Kathleen Nelson Troyer. And I'm Liz Bronson. On Twitter, I'm Liz B. Consult. And on LinkedIn, I'm Liz Bronson. Real Job Talk is produced by John Mark Troyer. Our graphic artists are Lexi and Zachary Bronson. And thanks for joining us. Until next time.